0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. When Joe Biden took office, he pledged to bring financial oversight back after four years of rule rollbacks under Donald Trump, but more than a year into Biden's term, none of the government's major bank regulators have Senate-confirmed leaders. One of the reasons? The Biden administration's whole-of-government approach to fighting climate change. See, some of the administration's nominees, like Sarah Bloom Raskin, who was nominated to a key position at the Fed but eventually withdrew, believe that financial regulators should play a role in combating climate change. But with a 50-50 Senate and Democratic Senator Joe Manchin opposing at least one key nominee, Derailing her nomination, the Biden administration is now facing some tough questions.
0: The big question here is the extent to which they can nominate someone who has been forward leaning on climate change since that was something that so explicitly sunk Sarah Bloom-Raskin.
1: Today, Politico's Victoria Guida on why Biden's Wall Street regulator nominees are facing pushback for their climate stances and what that means for the administration's clean energy agenda moving forward. It's Wednesday, March 30th. So, Victoria, why don't any of the major bank regulators have Senate-confirmed leaders, and how is that related to President Joe Biden's climate agenda?
0: Yeah, so there are three major federal bank regulators and the reasons are a little bit different, but the main one, the Federal Reserve, the reason why they don't have a top regulatory official is explicitly because of climate change. President Joe Biden nominated someone for that position named Sarah Bloom Raskin, and she wanted to make it a priority for the central bank to really focus on climate change and what the financial fallout might be for banks. And that's something that made Republicans and the energy industry really nervous, and ultimately, Joe Manchin as well. And so she ultimately had to withdraw. And there are a couple of other regulators. One is called the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. They regulate national banks. And that nominee failed for reasons that was entirely unrelated to climate change. But Republicans thought that she wanted to have the government play too big of a role in finance. So these are all sort of nominees that are being rejected because senators are nervous that they want to sort of meddle in the private sector's business too much.
1: Yeah. So without these appointees, I mean, is it is it a problem in implementing the agenda that the administration clearly wants to do? Like, are there other people who could step forward or is this really stalling their ability to actually implement the agenda that they want to do?
0: It's a great question. And the answer is, for now, two of these three regulators The Office of the Comptroller of the Currency and the FDIC are led by acting people, and those acting people can still do some of the things that the administration wants them to do. The guy who leads the FDIC right now is a Democrat, and he has made a lot of noise about doing more on climate change. So we'll see kind of what comes out from him the acting comptroller of the currency is a guy named Michael Sue who was put in there by Janet Yellen he has already put out draft guidance for banks basically saying hey just so you know there are things related to climate change that could pose material risk to your health and and so banks should also be thinking about the extent to which they have exposure to companies that were sort of moving away from some of these products
1: and how has the Biden administration responded to these setbacks with appointees. I mean, as you're saying, it sounds like they can still you know, proceed on it with these acting leaders.
0: The big issue is that at the Fed, which, as I said, is a very important regulator, there's actually nobody who's the point person. The Fed has a staff, so it's not like, you know, nobody's doing anything, but there is no point person on the Fed board that's basically giving them any long term direction on what they should be doing. And so the White House has said that, yes, they plan to nominate somebody else other than Sarah Bloom Raskin to that job. They still have some other nominees who are pending to the Fed that they want to get through first. The other two acting people that I was talking about, I think the administration is maybe a little gun shy right now. And those people, they probably are happy enough with the direction that those people are going in. But the problem is the three banking regulators often act together. And so if you don't have someone at the Fed, it makes it a little bit harder for the other two agencies to act.
1: Right. So, yeah, it seems like they have a, a tricky needle to thread specifically with whoever is nominated because clearly they want someone who's on board with their climate agenda. But I mean, is it as simple as someone who maybe hasn't been as forward about it and public about it? Like, how can they still finding someone who wants to address climate change, but at the same time, maybe, you know, can actually get confirmed? I mean, how do they do that?
0: Yeah. So this is the big question right now. And it does seem like somebody with less of a paper trail on climate change might be more useful, although that might make progressives nervous because if they don't have as much of a a paper trail on climate, then they might think, well, does this person actually want to do anything? So that's a tricky needle to thread. And of course, I should point out that this is an important job beyond climate change. I mean, the the stability of the financial system, interest rates are going up, inflation is high, we have a war in Ukraine. So having someone sort of at the wheel, making sure that they're helping banks think about risks that they might not be thinking about. So it's, it's important to have somebody in this role. And so it's not just a matter of whether they have sort of the positions that the administration wants, but you also want someone who has the knowledge and the expertise to actually do this complicated job. Also,
1: executives from oil companies will be making the rounds at one House committee hearing next week, but not another. Democrats on the House Natural Resources Committee had invited the chief executives for Devon Energy, EOG Resources, and Occidental Petroleum to testify next week, where lawmakers wanted to ask about high gasoline prices. They declined. Instead, executives from oil companies have agreed to testify at a hearing hosted by the House Energy and Commerce Committee on the same subject. Executives from Devon Energy, Exxon, BP, Chevron, Shell, and Pioneer Natural Resources will appear before that committee's April 6th hearing, a source familiar with their decision told Politico. For context, Democrats have been ramping up their criticisms of oil companies as high gasoline prices continue to hurt the Biden administration at the polls. Prices at the pump have been rising for months, with volatility increasing after Russia invaded Ukraine and scrambled oil supply chains. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
0: Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.